魔法兄貴変身ポッドキャスト魔法兄貴変身ポッドキャスト魔法兄貴変身ポッドキャスト魔法兄貴変身ポッドキャスト What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, episode 67. It's been a while. You might even say months,、uh, maybe half a year.、Uh, but who am I?、Uh, some kind of calendar? No, I'm Nuni, the host, co host, along with my bro hosts, Mike and Juan. Hello. Special guest, a 3D printer. Special guest, a 3D printer in, in Juan's、uh, room. Special guest, Robot Jones. No, no. <laughs> But, what did ever happen? He、uh, he got replaced by a child, and made the show a little bit worse. It a little bit the 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 kid's voice was extremely jarring from what I remember. Pretty bad, and now、um, the original、uh, shitty robot voice, which was actually pretty good, is、uh, now considered lost media for the most part.、Oh. Damn. Yeah. So if you if anybody out there listening in the great beyond.、Uh, Has like happens to have those recorded somewhere? You should upload those on the internet and tell somebody. <laughs> But if you're confused about our conversations about these cartoons and childish things, this is a animation podcast where we talk about animation from all over the world. And、uh, one of those things that we're going to talk about is、uh, close enough. The recently released JG Quintel special. Uh, that we've been waiting for for about two years. Yeah,、oh. I think it's I think it's been about、uh, two years. Yeah, just about, yeah, good while. Good while, and I mean, speculation, different things happening in the background might have caused that delay. Who knows, really? Yeah, I mean, most of it, most of us know. JG answered it on a on an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Uh, but you know he might be holding back stuff. He might not be. It might all just be you know whatever. But who am I? I wasn't there. I'll just take、yeah. his his answer at face value. It's all we can do, really. Yeah, and、uh, one of the main reasons that、uh, a lot of people have been looking forward to the show is、uh, because if you're not aware who who Mr. JG Quintel is, and who who can blame you, he doesn't even have a. Picture on his IMDb page, it's just a a blank, blank gray man.、Whoa. He was a creator of、uh, the regular show. Made the regular show. I didn't know it went on for as long as it did. I I tuned in and out of the show, so I actually never really knew how many seasons it actually had until later. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. It's a lot of seasons. It's a lot of seasons. They went into space. Had multiple movie <laughs> specials, yeah,、even. and、uh, one th- of which was a big mecha spectacle. Were you guys fans of the of the regular show before, or at all? I know Mike said that he just kind of like watched it here and there, but did you like it? Um, I, I I watched it like here and there, and I thought some episodes were good, but. There's a lot of times in which I just didn't really like the show, or I just stopped giving a shit. Like、um, the the first time I dipped out of the show was during the was I think the height of the whole Mordecai and、uh, what, what was her name again the、uh, the the Cloud Girl or, yeah, or the, no, no, no not the, the Cloud、uh, the, Girl the the red one the Robin I can't remember her name but 
like with, when all that happened and then with the cloud girl and like like that whole section thing was just so shitty like i just didn't care like and mordecai was so fucking retarded the whole time and i was like i'm not here to watch it i'm not here to watch this cringe comp. something yeah i'm not here to watch a 20 something guy fail to woo some girl and get out of the friend zone <laughs> and so uh, i just i just dipped out for a good long time but but mike can't you relate along with your uh other no. cuckoldy uh teenage friends or whatever no i can't <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i actually cannot yeah me either but <laughs> but it was there so so people can relate so pe- some people could relate i mean yeah. it's understandable i mean if it happened to people i'm i i know it does happen to people it's just I yeah. could not personally relate to it. I just found the whole thing fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and so I only started looking at episodes against once I was sure that that was over. And that was only after some people were like, oh, hey, look at this episode. And I was like, I don't know. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I did like some episodes. I, I enjoyed what I did see. Um, aside from that whole arc thing with like Mordecai and uh, whatever her name was. Can't remember her name. I, don't know. I, well, I can't. I can't t- Red Bird Girl. Red Bird person. Yeah. Yes. And, and you, Juan, how did you feel about this? Honestly, this is a show that uh, I've never watched. Uh, you never watched the regular show? Mm-mm. Uh, and Red Bird Girl's name is Margaret. Oh. Yeah. Was it at, uh, like, it just never really crossed your radar? You didn't have TV and you weren't forced to put something on and just have it on in the background? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's just one of those shows that... Like, it just never, ever crossed in media. The only time it did cross in media is when people made fan art of it, and there was, like, a lot of humanized... Um, <laughs> humanized uh, Rigby's and Morty's. I mean, it makes sense, because, I mean, the the original... What was it again? 2 a.m. in the p.m.? Or, yeah. Yeah. They, they were human, and then towards the end of it, because of an acid trip in that, they turn into their anthropomorphized versions. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how things are now with uh, Cartoon Network cartoons, only because I haven't really looked for them. Uh, but I know that back in the day, if you ever wanted to watch a Cartoon Network thing, uh, good luck. The, your best bet was um, having Spectrum or whatever cable provider that you had and uh, logging into their website through your cable provider's login. Which, um, I mean, if your parents did that, that's cool. If if they were like my dad and they were like, what the fuck is this? I don't have an email. What do you mean password? Just put whatever. And <laughs> and you're like, I want to watch this. Well, you know, get fucked. Or, you know, you can, you can buy cable. You can always do that. But why would you? And I don't know if it's any easier to watch anything now. But, you know, at, at least... Close enough is easy enough to watch, especially since it's streaming through HBO Max. Ooh. Yeah, but I've I was kind of on like Mike. I was on and on again, off again with with a regular show. For the most part, I liked it. There were some things that I didn't like. I w- I wasn't really bothered with the whole Margaret and Cloud Girl thing. But there were just some some parts of the show where uh, it would get to points where I didn't like some of the characters from time to time. It was it was always uh, probably either Mordecai or Rigby that would just 
I just get like slightly annoyed enough with that I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just, I'll just. I feel like at times they would like, I don't think purposely or I I guess they would just forget how the characters act. Yeah. Like they they would do do weird shit that didn't really feel necessarily in character or or, I don't know. That's how I felt sometimes. Yeah. And this was, um, I mean, JG did do 2 a.m. in the PM and the naive man from Lollipop Land. Like he made that in college. And uh, I think he made one as a college short and the other one as a uh, just a thing outside of college. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, basically, a regular show was the first time that he was in charge of actually putting together the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Little shebang. Yeah. Uh, before that, he like did some stuff in Camp Laszlo. Uh, and I think he did some storyboarding in The Marvelous Misadventures of uh, Flapjack. I can like see written, that. Written. I, I could stuff. see that for yeah. Um How did you feel about Camp Laszlo? It's a very paral- or polarizing show whenever I talk about it with people. Every time it came on, I changed the channel. Mondo, I loved it. Mondo liked it. I love Camp Laszlo, actually. And I think you're all uh, idiots and childs. I, I loved Camp Laszlo. I, Juan, <laughs> did you watch Camp Laszlo? Which one was that one? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Animal Kids at uh, Summer Camp. I... I've only seen maybe like one or two episodes of it. And yeah, I think he hates the... it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. It was great. I also like My Gym Partner is a Monkey, though, which is oh, yet another show that a lot of people disliked. I I actually liked it. I felt like it had pretty good humor, all things considered. Yeah, the one episode that I saw had <laughs> good humor. <laughs> yeah, that one episode. Like the, the, show, the show had good humor, as with Camp Laszlo. And I feel like the ending of Camp Laszlo is probably one of my favorites ever. You see, uh, my jump partners and monkeys another show where uh, the both characters would just get on my nerves, and I would just change the channel uh, <laughs> every episode, uh, as opposed to every now and then, like with a uh, regular show. I don't know why I I just liked them. I thought the writing was good in both of them. Yeah, I get I get it, Mike. Johnny Test is the best, and you like. Oh God, you no. love you love uh, Johnny Test is something I cannot sit through, like. I, I will not give it as much shit as a lot of people do, like where they just constantly shit on everything about it. Because I feel like it did have some decent points to it. Nothing amazing, but it wasn't such an of- it wasn't such an offensive show to me that I, I believe it deserves as much hate as it gets. However, um, it was not good. It was not a good show. Um, it was a lazy as fuck show. Um, the like episodes were just your box standard like kids cartoon shit that you would see all the time a yeah. show that deserves the hate that johnny test has that remains relatively obscure is called the cramp twins everything uh-huh. everyone hates johnny test for you should hate the cramp twins for that is such a visually disgusting show and everything about the writing and the characters nothing everything is irredeemable in that show none of the characters are, are good or likable and, and like just just everything about it is awful. If if you ever have the time, look up the Cramp Twins, uh, and, and you will understand. I remember seeing it. Um, I don't think I ever watched anything. You really should it. not. I I'm looking at it right now. What Noni posted? No, the Cramp Twins. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's fucking awful. Like I I I would sooner rewatch uh the fucking. The, the movie we watched at uh, at Ushikon. Well, I can't even remember the name of the name. Sir Billy. I Sir would sooner Billy. watch Sir Billy 
than than watch even two episodes of the Cramp Twins. You know, I don't even think we ever recorded that <laughs> Sir Billy episode. And we talked about Sir Billy. I think we did talk about Sir Billy. We did not. Did, <laughs> we didn't? Nope. nope, we did not. Oh, man. No, you see... Um... We should rope others in with us so that they, too, <laughs> must suffer. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> yes, we we will we will watch it and and yeah. then we will never speak of it again. No, what I we mean, are for the podcast? I, that's I, what I, would, I mean. I we hope. will watch it, record it, and then hopefully bury it from our minds. I didn't mm-hmm. suffer for however the fuck long that was for nothing, Mike. We'll get Gabe to rewatch it. <laughs> I need uh, somebody to watch it with me, or else I might go insane. And uh, I I feel like a lot of people hate johnny test because it's just so bland and basic uh stand that it it promotes mediocrity in the animation industry however you have to understand that johnny test is a comedian canadian made animation and in canada the the rules of things are different like so in canada they have this rule uh for like their their arts and stuff like that um that all of their animations have to be aired like if you're in a studio you're pretty much golden you're going to be making money in canada um because your animation is almost guaranteed to get picked up by one of the major networks because they have to be airing a large percentage of canadian made uh like shows and stuff so it's almost guaranteed that whatever garbage you shovel on out of the studio is going to get picked up when you're in an environment like that what um incentive is there to give a shit like why why do you have to put forth the extra effort when you know it's going to get picked up anyway so i mean that's that's what i see that that's my view on it if is you that say like so, canada was a thing and oh yes. canada was great um I loved yeah like there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of programs in canada that are just like that like they're just they they because they want people to develop more things for Canada because they want to be like you know Canada it's a national nationalism thing it's understandable that they do it it's just that because they do it you're gonna get a lot of shovelware just thrown out into the into the masses and picked up and then over here in the U S they're like oh cheap shit yeah we'll fucking take it we'll, we'll air your your um total drama islands total and, drama uh... I, okay I, total drama island I will give it the first like couple seasons i enjoyed total drama island yeah and then uh what what, what was that show where those teenagers were in the mall um uh, 16? 16 yeah i enjoyed 16 yeah you see 16 like was good. uh and totally spies that was just fetish fuel nah, yeah that I was mean, that was a couple of dudes in a studio saying like wait what are your kinks ah oh, dude transformation inflation <laughs> a lot of transformation inflation muscle gain we the, the, we we could name more tickle fetishes a lot mm-hmm. of the time. That was weird. All right, that show was you. just. <laughs> we'll watch it eventually one day. What total or totally spies? Yeah, totally spies. Why not? I guess. What do you mean you guess? You love. Wait, it. I thought totally spies was like a French animation. Canadian. Oh, yeah. French Canadian maybe. French Canadian. <clears throat> All right, fine, but we're gonna watch the Weekenders at some point. And if you if you want to, we can we can watch whatever you want as long as it's uh, you know as long as it's what yeah it'll be the Weekenders is a good show it was on Disney all right yeah I remember now let's get talking to talking about About the show yeah about the thing that we came here to talk about yes 
And uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, we spoil everything. So shut up and get over <laughs> it. All right. I hated the first episode. I was I was being nice with Frankie when I said I didn't like it. I thought it was okay. But I watched the first episode and I fucking hated it. And I was like, why? This show's so the show's trying so hard. It's so dumb. It's it's everything I didn't like about the regular show. Except now with two fucking adults. And uh Did they like was it was it that couldn't have been the pilot that they they gave to HBO, could it have? Well, the thing is that what JG Contel basically said was that um, they didn't really make a pilot. That uh-huh. the way that the show got picked up it was that they made they they went out of their way to animate a fucking trailer with a bunch of uh-huh. animation. They they basically made a concept trailer to show like what they wanted to do. They put music, they put the voices, they put everything together, and they gave it to HBO, and they were like, eh, eh. And HBO picked it up with that. And then they, they created the show. I see. Uh, a- after that. So, I mean, I guess this would basically be a pilot because I feel like after this first episode, directly, like immediately, the second episode mm-hmm. and on is just so much better. Uh, I don't, it might have been because I was watching it with you and Frankie. Uh, but I doubt it. I was I was laughing pretty hard at some of the stuff. And I honestly was worried that um, the show was going to be like the first episode all throughout. And because again, like I had the same feelings as you, because I I didn't watch the first episode with you, so I had to go back and do that. I was worried that the show was going to be like that because it, again, it did represent like everything I disliked about Rick and Morty, and I felt like it was <laughs> going to be um Rick and Morty. Oh my god, we yeah, both made fucking... the, we both made that mistake once so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> did we really? Yeah, I, I, call, oh god, I called. Uh, yeah. I was I I think I said Rigby and Morty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was gonna have a lot of the like the bad humor that regular show would often have, and so I was worried that it was gonna be like this all throughout, and then I was gonna end up dropping it just like before. Um, but I, I they I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, because we started on two, and I remember you saying you didn't like one so much at the beginning. So I was like, oh, well, two's maybe gonna be not so great. But when we watched it, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. And then it just I kept enjoying it all throughout, and we marathoned the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah, I I didn't expect us to actually finish finish it in that one sitting. I, yeah, I guess it just happened that way. Yeah, I mean, we were waiting for a friend of ours to get there, and so and like delicious the time food. just. And we were eating. Uh, you had your bond me, and I had my bowl. It was great. My it was it was beef. a good old fashioned uh, one of them good old fashioned hangouts. Yeah, and uh, then we watched like every single episode. Yeah, I also think it's kind of weird that it stopped at episode eight. Um, I don't know if it's because um, I don't. That just seems like a weird episode. It typically a season of something is like thirteen yeah, episodes. Some sort of. Oh, like the numbering? I thought you yeah. meant like the actual contents of the episode. Oh no, the numbering was weird. Yeah, yeah uh, they were. I mean, from what I understood from Gigi Kunto's "A Ask Me Anything," was that he it was originally supposed to be various uh, twenty-two minute episodes that they ended up having to cut into each episode uh, having two stories in it. Yeah. Except for the last episode with uh with the dog boy. The dog boy. Yeah. 
Come making on. all of his various Jim Carrey references. Oh, mm-hmm. the he's he's a good boy. <laughs> uh, also, he's he's horrible. But what? <laughs> yes, you didn't watch it with us. You watched it with your virgin eyes. What yeah. do you think about it? I liked it. Um, I like the first episode. The first episode was like, okay, it's it's mild. It's not crazy. Like, I don't know. It kind of remind me of um, how all these past animation sitcoms, like um, all these adult uh, animations. Yeah, like Family Guy and all those. How they started out as um, mild. Like they're funny, but they're mild. Uh-huh. That's that's how it, it started, and I liked it. Um, and I don't know. I felt like it was relatable. Yeah. Oh. And almost came close to home. <laughs> oh boy, Juan. Let me tell you the amount of times that that I was I I looked into Frankie's eyes and I told him, "Oh no, we're episode old. two. <laughs> episode two was a really good starting point for me. I think because it uh. Yeah, like the the whole episode is very relatable. Like immediately, uh, yeah, immediately relatable. Like I, I couldn't, I, I got a really good laugh out of that um, that stupid cutaway gag where where they're sitting on the couch together and then like uh, Bridget calls them old, and yeah. then they're all think they're all having flashbacks to like earlier moments, and then her ex husband just has a flashback to quite literally what he had just done. Yeah, <laughs> and- where he's sitting beside them asking for tea. I, I could see myself being the guy going to the bar asking for the pale ales and uh, wearing the red <laughs> the hot chili pepper shirts. Yeah, asking yeah. for some IPAs. That's me. I was killed. <laughs> that is Nuni. Nuni would be the next uh, MVP. Yeah. yeah, Nuni, we're getting old. Yeah, but it's it, it felt nice to to have, like, when I first heard about JD's idea for for the show. Uh, I didn't expect him to be like spot on with a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, who would have thought that somebody around our age range would uh, <laughs> would have similar life experiences and be good at writing them down and making you feel like, oh, I feel yeah, the same like that, way. That's always the that's always the issue. I think it's like it's not so much about finding people that have similar experiences; it's conveying them in a clear enough manner or like. A manner in which you're like, yeah, that's 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 the thing. I get it. I get what you're doing, and I understand yeah. it. Because like, it it's happened good. To me. Yeah, like it's it's it always sucks when it's just like, oh, yeah, like totally relatable, but it's not done in a very good way. Yeah. <laughs> or like it's done in a very pandering way, where I feel like this wasn't so much pandering as them just like um, conveying experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought that's a, it, it, like the show is a very. Um, I don't. I don't think the show is talking to the audience so much as it is just its characters experiencing things, and yeah. I, I, I like it for that. Yeah, I I just love that you you can feel that this has happened to to whoever like whoever the fuck the writers are. Yeah. Uh, I just know that ones like JG and some other people like you can tell that they've they've brought up things that have happened and it's it's personal to them. Uh, whether it's like a, a fucking stupid joke or, or something kind of serious in this kind of uh, crazier and like a lot of people compare it to regular show because it, it um, kind of just goes to crazy places all of a sudden and I get that but I don't I, I hate comparing things to other like like I get why people do it in order to like uh 
give you an idea of what something is trying to go for based on a previous like work with similar things going on but this is it's not a lot different but it's different enough to where uh like whenever people compare it to the regular show i'm like eh, yeah i get it but i i would <laughs> i i don't want to i don't like what's what's that what's that thing when you bring something down i just don't want to bring it down by comparing comparing it to the regular show because i think it's it's better maybe it's just me because i'm an old man yeah with, old man. with my with my little with my child yeah and that's that's the thing too when we say it hits close to home or it's relatable we don't mean like literally we all have kids yeah i'm not a as divorced as middle know. eastern man but <laughs> i relate no, so it's hard just, it, it's just the, the sentiment of becoming a, like an adult and growing or not even becoming adult it's like realizing you've reached the point of like you're you're no, you're no longer some like young kid, you know, acting stupid and shit. Like yeah. you now, now you're have an to old have, kid acting stupid with you consequences. You have, have some semblance of responsibility now. Yeah, you can't go out all the time. Yeah, and your body won't let you either. So that's that's the other thing. It's like you can't be doing the stupid shit you could before. You have to learn to take care of yourself. You gotta chill out and you gotta learn to not be so angry and freak out about everything either. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've said this already multiple times before, like before doing this, but um, their kid, the daughter, um, I really like the way she's written because she's not very she's annoying. Not, yeah, she's not. Yeah. When she's when whenever you see a kid in a show, you either expect her or it to be annoying as fuck and very, you know, wah, wah, I'm a little kid, wah, or Stewie, which sucks. <laughs> but I feel like the way that they wrote Candace into the show was f- she, like she's she's a lovable child and mm-hmm. also uh you know they 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 break the character trope a little bit and have fun with her and have her be like cool from time to time yeah also she she ages <laughs> inside of a snail <laughs> and it's traumatized snail for years yeah yeah so the, the snail attempted to use her body as his own limbs and yeah also that he could eat chinese also that he could eat chinese food <laughs> the the snail fight was probably like one of my favorite scenes of the show mm. I think. yes uh nothing okay. i was just gonna say with with candace yeah i mean she's she's adorable she she's a character but it just reminds me that if uh uh in real life it really wouldn't happen that way uh, so probably not but whenever <laughs> i when whenever i go whenever they go to their school teacher and uh he their school teacher acts the way that he acts and the, the school is the way that it is it reminds me a lot about <laughs> about other people's experiences that i've uh experienced secondhand and a lot of the things i mean a lot of the things that um that go on in the show in general is just a bunch of stuff that I've experienced or experienced secondhand. Well, uh, I mean, this this just goes back to what we said before. Like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a divorced Middle Eastern man living with his divorced uh, ex-wife, or you know, I'm not a little Asian girl uh, living off of her mom's money. But I love those characters, and uh, 
they they happen to convey a lot of I don't know a, a lot of relatability even through how much like how different everything is. Yeah. I mean, I I think the relationship is so much not so much like the fact that they're like it doesn't have to be just that they're divorced or anything. Like the 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 crux of their whole dynamic thing is that they're divorced, but they're living together. They're on good terms. However, they also have um what did I say before? Unresolved uh, feelings for one another. Yeah. Like they both clearly have something still there and like they haven't worked it out and they're unable to work it out, which is why they can't separate from each other, despite the fact that they occasionally want to. Yeah. Like with the whole episode with the uh, conjoined uh, couple and stuff like they just at the end of the day, they still can't separate from one another, much like the conjoined people who are quite literally tied together at the hip. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, like I, I don't know. I, I it's it's yeah, it's it's relatability, but it's not so much like from face value. It's just like some the experiences that these people have and stuff. Or it's just the 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 dynamic of their relationships. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, the the kid aspect, having a kid. Oh well, yeah, no, the kids never. It's never going to be that smooth. Yeah. And, like, the kids are never, you know, like it's. It'd be like one in a million that you get a kid that's like as well behaved as Candace. Yeah, because once you get a kid, it's it's over. Well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> well behaved. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's not going to. It's just not going to happen. I don't, I don't think I'd describe Candace as well behaved. Um, I would say she's a lot easier to deal with than than most kids would be. I, yeah, she's she gets into trouble. Yeah, but for the most part, she's pretty compliant with her parents. She's not, you know. She's not bouncing. Well, never mind. She is bouncing <laughs> off the wall. But they have a thing about sugar. You just don't gotta give her sugar. <laughs> I mean, in the first forward. episode, she was she was jumping into the paint thing with the with the sexy Asian girl. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I still say that she's not as bad. Yeah. And know. also, she has a, a landlady that's a, a retired cop. Yeah, she's retired. Sassy. <laughs> she's Isn't she like a security person now or something? She has that like van, the the, the uh, surveillance van. I think she just. I think she's literally in the, last, in the last episode, she says that uh, cold cases are are her mahjong or something oh, okay. like that. In that she's she's still she's, she's still, still like, a detective, possibly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, she still her, goes her, out. her van is called surveillance or something like that. So I assumed she was like still working at least for a security firm no i had uh, oh fucking surveillance uh, what what was that a callback to because that was a from a previous episode mm. it was when um fuck when was it it like? was it was when uh they're trying to see if the uh, what was it it was the charity one yeah that was oh the, yeah that with the crazy mom yeah that's right the, even a mom she was trying to scam the husbands by stealing the money stealing their the money from their school bank. fund <laughs> yeah and then they were even like how much money could you make from this a few hundred dollars and she's like it's not about quality it's about quantity she's like it's a volume-based business or something <laughs> meaning she has to hit like multiple oh, things at a time or something yeah wait i think the the grandma just called it surveillance um as a joke and then yeah well, Oh, okay. That that would make sense. It's just I when I first saw it, I had assumed that like, because I know she was like the retired cop and stuff, but I assumed she was now doing a security Seriously? business. <laughs> nah, I think she's just that retired cop that's just itching to go back. I just yeah. never. I think that's just the trope. 
Yeah, because, I mean, I know, like, the whole thing with her son where he was, like, traumatized by, like, the whole, like, that she was always out at night and everything. So, like, yeah, I, yeah and then he I'd was always have to wait for the clo- for the door to open and close. That, that was a pretty sad thing when he said that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's pretty heavy. And, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty touching. I yeah, thought... like, that, that episode was surprisingly touching and stuff. Because, like, at first you think it's, oh, it's just a jealous son and everything but when he actually explains himself and stuff that was that was good writing that that was that was good writing and i expected a lot less than what they gave us in that episode i could say that for a lot of the, a lot of parts in this show like even the yeah. last episode uh when the like all the animals can't went to attack um uh josh and weirdo <laughs> no no not weirdo <laughs> i don't like weirdo uh, and, yeah uh slay me uh i but whenever <laughs> Whenever all the animals went to attack uh, Josh and Alex, the Middle Eastern man and main character. Oh, wait, didn't they start? What did they do again? They started they singing. St- they? they started. They started doing the most oh. annoying. They started like oh, making up. Sound. They started yeah. making up, and it was like a really heartfelt moment in the stupidest way. And they did it in a way that made me go, "Oh God, this this is actually kind of touching." And it's weird <laughs> because uh, you guys saw it at the apartment, but I was in the restroom when it was all happening. Um, and I just came out to see like the the end credit, the Breakfast Club parody end credits. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is great. This is amazing. Can't believe they pulled this off with these stupid Jim Carrey references." Yeah. When when they both said, "You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?" And Alex was like, "Yeah." <laughs> was amazing. Both started screeching. It was amazing. It was so touching. <laughs> So many Jim Carrey references. An entire episode. Of An entire Jim episode Carrey of nothing but fucking Jim Carrey <laughs> references. I have to say, I wonder how much it costs them to get all the licenses for the songs they use. I don't know. Uh, it's like, even surprising. in show, even in regular show, they I mean, use so many fucking songs, and I can't imagine it's not expensive as fuck. Maybe that's why it's only eight episodes. That could be because, like, I cannot imagine <laughs> the license their budget on music. There. <laughs> yeah, like I cannot, Im- and it helps. The music really does, yeah, like, the music elevate does the show. Like, like the the choices they they've made are good. None of them feel superfluous. Like, yeah, they're they're good choices. It's just like I I can't help but wonder how much they fucking cost to get all that songs in there. Because yeah. yeah, like even the regular show would bang out like eighties music and shit all the time. And, and maybe eighties music is like notoriously expensive. I mean, Warner Warner Brothers does have their own music distribution platform, and you know That's their true. own music label. So maybe they get they could just get it from the from the archives or something. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Would they pay or would they have access to that? I don't really know. I know that when it comes to the Hanna Barbera stuff, um, you kind of just have free reign to use that as you please. Uh, when it comes to like any any animation thing, uh, you yeah. just have to ask for permission and get the permission to use it. Maybe it's like that with the music. That could be possible, yeah. Somebody ask JG Quintel. Well, we'll have to ask him on the Twitter twitters. Yeah. I know where I can go. I know you like what I put down. I see 
you tryna figure out just how I got my sound. My eyes are open wide. And uh, I want to go back to the to the uh, road trip episode, the mm-hmm. going to find his mom because I yeah the part that I thought was sad was uh, when Mike said that when we go to road trips we don't talk about our feelings. Oh, <laughs> when when that's the when that's most part of the road I, trip. I I, I, I didn't yeah because like they I forgot what they were like when they're like talking about what they do on road trips and stuff they're like yeah talking about our feelings yeah I was just like yeah that does happen it's just like I was like I don't think that's like the center point of going on road trips though. <laughs> but it, I mean, no, but it is because what it else is. are we gonna talk about? Yeah, I mean, fuck. Otherwise, you just may as well go to sleep or something. Yeah, yeah. which would be great if I could go to sleep on road trips. God, I fucking, I fucking hate like the drive to go to San Angelo from when we were like to get or to go uh, like that 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 stretch here in Texas. Like yeah. going over there, it's fucking barren and desolate There's and nothing. dark, and all the towns are creepy and scary. <laughs> There's like. There's like three towns. Don't make there it... are like three towns. <laughs> yeah, there's three towns. And in none in of this 200-mile s- stretch of land, there are three towns. I remember we fucking, like, we stopped at a gas station, which I hate doing already going there because it's fucking eerie. It's dark and quiet as fuck. And then, like, just looking around, and it's like 7 p.m., the sun's still setting. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything's kind of just shady and stuff. Not a single fucking car on the road. Not a single person around anywhere. The only person that's visible is the fucking gas station person. And it's just dead fucking quiet. Like, you could hear a pin drop outside. Like, it's fucking weird. I guess it doesn't bother me because all my Because he's a like... big, strong man. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably that, too, because just... Looking at me, they probably just don't oh, fuck with me. Fuck, oh, God, no! Jesus. I mean, I use I use my size to my advantage, but <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess I, I'm used to that because uh, yeah, driving to San Angelo, like the only legitimate like um like stop you have before like you can go any farther could be like Sonora, yeah, uh, and even then like you could go into like um, uh, El Dorado. Like El Dorado has a gas station, but I, you know, usually if you want to stop, that would be Sonora because that's kind of like the, the pit stop, you know, before you move on to whatever. Yeah, they actually have food there. Drive the column. But um, I'm so used to that because going to school, school in Comstock, um, and even like my my dad who works at a ranch, a few hours away, like towards going to to El Paso, Uh. um. You could also argue that if you were to go to like where my dad goes, you know, uh, to like Alpine, uh, Sanderson would probably be like your your pit stop before you can move on to whatever town you're yeah. going to go to. So I'm so used to <laughs> being going into like these desolate like nexus places. Uh, and like to stop at a gas station before we head out. Yeah, he just gets out <clears> and flexes, Mike, with his big strong <laughs> arms. He's like, you won't fuck with me. <laughs> Backs away, and they're like, all right. And, yeah. and even when when my sister went to college in uh, over there by Fort Worth in Denton, huh. um, we would take the back roads. We wouldn't go through like San Antonio or Austin or anything. We would literally drive up to Sonora and then you know head uh, east. Um. And it's just all back roads. Like, there's no towns until you get to, like, Brady. Um, 
and it's all barren and, and desolate. It's just, I don't know, it's just such a weird feeling for me. <laughs> I just can't get used to it. I'm just like, it's fucking weird. Like, I'm used to seeing, like, some traffickers. I don't know what it is, but, like, I will feel comforted <clears throat> as long as I see, like, at least a couple cars on the road or something. But when I can't see that, I start feeling weird. Like, I, like I've like i stepped into like the, the twilight zone or something. Like, the, the like, back road people are going to come out of their homes and abduct my... Like, yeah, like, have like their way with a soft, like, delicious body. 12 or something. And yeah, it's just it's just a really strange feeling to me. I do like traveling though, like in general. Like whenever we go out of town to go somewhere, like when we went to um, Anime Matsuri, yeah. Uh, when we took the the drive over there, um, it it goes from like the usual look of Texas, which is like um, desert country valley. Like no, just like like semi arid desert. Yeah, semi arid. Yeah, like it goes Flat from that. And then the closer you get to Houston, the closer to the, the ocean, you say. Yeah, you to trees water and source. forests <laughs> and all this other shit. So it goes from like you know patches of of grass and dirt and trees to a fucking lush forest. And yeah. it's such a like it, when you get there, it's so fucking weird because it's like this big disconnect because it feels like you've entered another state essentially. Yeah. And it's like what the fuck? What's going on here? It's like we're in Louisiana. Yeah, it's like we're in Louisiana or something. I don't know. It's just it's just such a strange, strange uh, like change in everything. And and I don't know. Like uh, the, like okay, going from where we were to San Angelo, like we're saying, it's it's like empty and desolate. Going to Houston, there's like it's like dotted with like little cities and stops everywhere and stuff. So like, and there's the occasional farm or like big patches of land that are like owned by people. So it's like there's still life there and you know that there are people there and that like there's like restaurants and stuff like that whereas like you'll go a good while without seeing shit going to san angelo yeah i mean it i guess it has to do with the region because like over here in san angelo where i'm at it's all flat and it gets flatter as you move north yeah um if you were to to like i said going to comstock if you go farther west it gets rockier and rockier and it gets mountainous um if you go farther east, towards like Houston or you know down at the valley, you know south southeast, it gets more humid, more palm trees, and closer to the ocean. Mm. Uh, over there by Austin, yeah, you get forests and shit, which I thought was weird because the, the last time I went to Austin or or close by to Austin, there was trees, and I never got have gotten that close to Austin that I saw forests, and I was like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, Austin's also got some like forest. Some foliage. It's got some foliage, yeah. A little but bit. once you get into city into the city, you're like, oh, there's there's yeah. like there's concrete never, here. Yeah, it's concrete fucking everywhere. Does Austin I'm sure it has parks, it's just I've never gone to one in Austin. Yeah, we passed by it. I'm pretty sure you just didn't pay attention. I probably yeah, just not. didn't pay attention. <laughs> It's not a. I mean, there's there's a there's a river. They call it a river. No, wait, they call it a lake. It's just a wide river. I was gonna say, yeah. I, I guess I was too busy trying to scope out where all the homeless people were. Yeah. <laughs> and if you take Highway One, you 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 can see all the like the the park area, mm. and it's it's a size, you know. It's a size. it's a size. It's yeah. kind of big com- for like the size of the city, which is tiny. For the yeah. amount of people that are there and amount of traffic there. Yeah, Austin is very dense. It's not so much wide or large as it is just dense with people. Yeah. Mm. Back to close uh, enough. 
close enough yes road trips yeah yeah because i the show went places i didn't expect it to go which uh i don't know where i was expecting it to go because it was on tb i think it was going to be on tbs i didn't know how far they could push the envelope Mm. but man when those when those clowns came in and Mm. they uh they made their bets (laughs) surprisingly fun i expected it to be stupid because of the whole you know turning your your dick into a a balloon animal and then uh, saying that's that's not a giraffe you, you like gotta have you gotta have him it. wait for it, and then it just <laughs> grows, and his dick gets hard, and the giraffe, the dog becomes a giraffe. <laughs> and man, uh, like I didn't expect, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect murder. Uh, I didn't expect a gigantic snail. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect a lot of the the out there aspects, but I enjoyed it. Again, it wasn't that crazy. Um, it didn't take me out of it, but I enjoyed it premises um like yeah like even while having strange premises it still uh managed to remain surprisingly grounded (laughs) yeah surprisingly grounded like um i think it was because what like what they would do is they would take a strange aspect and then still do something with it that was um i guess relatable is the best word to just keep using yeah we'll just keep using it because we're old people (laughs) you can't teach new dog new tricks we can't learn new words words. i'm sorry yeah but yeah yeah, like uh the clown thing was uh like not so much the i I wanted to bring up the video games thing but if we're going to talk about video games um i i think the episode where um where the main character was trying to to make a game yeah, where he was trying to finish his old game and stuff. I feel like that was a pretty fun episode. Mm-hmm. And then it, it coincided with that other guy. Because, like, both of them were trying to appease people, basically. Because they are trying to do what they thought would get people to like them. The main character, by finishing a game that, you know, he thought would get people... He would gain... Would give him the fame that he That he could have had. Could have had. He was chasing after something like you know that he could have had back then. Yeah, and then he was holding on to the past. You say he was holding on to the past, and then uh, the other guy, the professor, he was uh, attempting to appeal to a crowd um, by like acting like them when that wasn't what they wanted out of him. Like he kept thinking, like both of them were trying to appeal to non-existent crowds. That's the that was the thing. Yeah. The main character was trying to appeal to a crowd of people that he thought were going to praise him for finishing his video game. Who the fuck was going to care about that video game though at the end of the day? It was old and outdated. And yeah. then he, and then the the professor was trying to be hip and trendy to get his class his uh, yeah, he, he, to like him. Yes, when uh, his students already did like him. Yeah. They were just assholes. They were just <laughs> they assholes. Already, <laughs> they they liked him already, but they were just assholes occasionally. That was the whole that was the whole thing. So it was just it, it was trying too hard. Like that was the whole episode, just trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about the the whole professor ep- the professor part of the episode because I was actually yeah. gonna say that I feel like the that video game episode was probably the weakest, in my opinion. I liked uh, it because of the two, like you know, the the two, like the two of them were basically experiencing the same thing. I liked it for that. I didn't I didn't like any part with the video game at all. But I loved every single part with the professor in it. Or, you know, uh, whatever his name is. 
I, I can't remember names right now. I'm bad. You know. Yeah. Bad yeah. I mean, we hardly remember any other name before. Juan's drunk right now. No. What one? Juan's drunk Nothing. right now. Juan's <laughs> drunk right now. Yeah. And then the other part of that episode was uh, the robot tutors where where Josh hacked the <laughs> the teaching program. <laughs> Like I didn't, I didn't dislike the episode, and I found bits of it entertaining. But I feel like that one was the weaker win for me, honestly. Yeah. And uh, the I feel like uh, discount, like excluding the first episode, uh, that was probably like the weakest. And I, I still like, I still like the show. Like yeah. I still like that episode. It was still good. It was probably just the the on the lower end of yeah. Them. I feel like because like it's just overall it wasn't super like you know as as great as the other ones were. However, I did like it, it was. I understood like the whole thing about it, where it's like no parent wants to have their kid feel stupid, and yeah. so they're willing to do anything to like you know make them feel like they're not. Yeah, but she learned at the end. She learned. Yeah, she learned how to spell her name. And, and then they did the thing where they realized that the kid is like she's smart in her own ways, more or less. Yeah, she had a brain blast and she learned how to read all of a sudden. <laughs> I love that they did that stupid meme where like the math equations are flying everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, it's it's such a cliche, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's a cliche, but they did it. They did well with it. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. Uh, that, that I mean, those that, that was pretty much the like all the things I wanted to say about the episodes and stuff. Yeah, I liked it. And you should watch it. I don't, I don't know if you should get HBO Max and watch it to watch it, but uh, get the free trial. I have AT and T internet, so I get it for free. Or I have internet and cable, and like for cable subscribers or whatever, they they give it to you for free, like a month That's every cool. month. Have it, so I have it like that, and then because I have AT and T on my phone. I have like a three month thing, so yeah, like I, I, I thought I was just gonna use that, but then they're like, No, no, you just get it for free. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's uh like it's the service is getting better. Uh I expected it to be good to begin they with. Shows. Yeah. And a lot of the shows that were uh contracted with like Hulu and Netflix and a bunch of other places are starting to the contracts are starting to run out so they're slowly but surely making their way onto hbo max which is good and bad because you know three companies rule american media yeah disney at&t and i mean who am i to talk at one point i was singing praise of vrv who nearly quite nearly absorbed every single anime streaming service yeah solely for convenience sake so i can't really talk about it however that would lovely to to pay one one month fee for everything yeah i mean we we have we've been uh, we haven't done an episode in so long that we haven't even talked about basically funimation might be selling to uh to verve or crunchyroll um Mm. which sony finally realized it's not very viable yeah but which is which is a good thing because everything is all in one, but it's a bad thing because everything owns, is all uh, in one. Who owns Crunchyroll again? Is it is it AT and T? It is AT and T. Ah, well, there you go. Actually, yeah, everything everything goes round and round and round. Yeah. So, so, so proxy. Yes. Um, that that it, that it, is why on HBO Max you get so many Crunchyroll shows and stuff. Yeah, and and it's just funny because AT and T is giving it to you for free. Yeah. So it's like they're just fucking. They're, it's like AT just taking everything it yeah it's the same way how disney plus is um 
is advertising a, a deal with ESPN Plus and and uh, Hulu Plus, even oh, though yeah. they're all owned by the same. Except minus Hulu, uh, Disney only owns two thirds of Hulu. Uh, is Spotify involved in that? Because Spotify also advertises a Hulu package. Yes, they're they're all owned by one company, and that they're just crazy. they're just lying to you and telling you that they, that it's a deal. Yeah, they pretend. I mean. There used to be a thing that said that they had to be separate, but you know things happen. Now, now, because of internet companies, it's a gray area. No, I mean now everything everything is Disney, AT and T, and uh, Viacom. Are we just gonna go back to Bell at some point? Is, is There's that where nothing just, stopping us. It's just gonna be Bell under a different name. I mean, that's how it's been forever. But I feel like at some point they're just gonna stop pretending, and we're just gonna have like a new version of the Bell icon everywhere. It, it's going to be the gonna, Disney nobody's castle. Gonna nobody's going to give a shit. They're no. just going to be like, oh, how lovely that we can have everything we love under one package and one monthly fee. Yeah. we can. They can make that fee whatever the fuck they want. Because you know. where else are you going to go? Yeah, where else are you going to go? You're stupid. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Again, I have to, I have to pay fucking $30 a month just to watch one wrestling show <laughs> for two hours I, 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 one I week. I have Funimation for a few months, but... Then I realized I just can't. I don't use it because I'm so turned no. off by their damn website. It like, sucks. It's been years, Funimation. Fucking hire a web designer, you goddamn incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll the see. Worst, worst web player. Worst website. They just they just don't know what they're doing. At least Adult Swim tells you up front that they don't give a shit about their viewers. No. And they, they use Flash. Yeah. And they know exactly what they're doing. And it still works better than Funimation. It's yeah. still more easy to navigate than Funimation. But Fucking, how long does it take to add an autoplay, Nitty? Um, well, you're you're asking me. Oh, I'm sorry, an autoplay that keeps the settings so that it doesn't keep resetting to to dub version every time you go from one episode to the next. Well, you see, Mike, I have uh, programmed websites, and also mm-hmm. Juan is a programmer. And we can both tell you uh, it's not that hard. Uh, It just takes a little bit of time. And you figure with the Sony money, they would have done something. You you would figure they'd they'd give a fuck. No, Uh, but but, you know they barely give a shit. Why would they give a fuck when they barely give a shit? Sony doesn't give a shit either, so that's their thing. Yeah, I just don't understand. I, I guess you don't have to care when people will shovel. Your garbage into their mouth anyway. And I've been I've been meaning to have this conversation for a while. Also, uh, I guess we can have it with uh, some other people. But I think dub dubbed anime is still the biggest market for anime in general. Yeah. So I think a lot of people still get Funimation just to get the dubs. To get the dubs. Yeah. it's understandable. And like, I mean, a lot of the older anime that we've been watching on uh, on our streams on the weekend have been dubbed versions of everything because it's one, it's just easier, it's convenient, and, and two, it's just that, like I like a lot of these old old VAs and stuff, so yeah. it's nice hearing them all over again. Yeah, except for that one guy that was just so. Oh, oh my god, we, uh, we Geno Cyber. <laughs> oh my goodness, the fucking VAs in that show. <laughs> fucking who actually let, let me look who who did genocyber's english dub i can only assume uh park media or, or central let's park see media if it's gold. let's see if it's gold we'll see uh, 
let's all, let's look it up. Okay, so let's see. Individual by U.S. Manga Corps. Ah, U.S. Manga Corps. Okay, they did who, the dub. Who was the dubbing group? Because it says it was produced by Bandai Visual and released in North America by U.S. Manga Corps. Okay, okay. Let me let me help you out there. Gonna go to this encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. 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 Genocide was also released by Manga huh. Entertainment's UK Australian divisions. Uh, the collection oh it was part of a collection that included two other cyberpunk OVAs, Cyber City Oedo eight oh eight and AD Police. Yeah. I need to look up Cyber City. I've never heard of that before. It's uh so the audio post production or the uh, the ADR was was a uh, manga entertainment. Ah. Uh, whenever whenever I'm trying to look up info like that, I typically just uh type in the show and then Anime yeah. News Network next to it and because they're encyclopedia who whoever the fuck painstakingly goes through each individual credit and lists them. Yeah. Uh hey, good on you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> if only somebody would do that for a I mean, I guess they do on MDB, uh, but if only I could find out who played the snail in Close Enough, uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> just somebody just tell me. It doesn't say in the credits. Wait, for they, which one? They don't have them credited in the snail? In like no. The... They oh, just for have... the snail for Close Enough. Yeah. We, don't, we couldn't find it. They just have bulk credits, basically. So I <laughs> have no idea who played the snail. Maybe it's Daisy Guntel. Uh Maybe it's uh, one of the girls. Who knows? We'll never know until they tell Probably. us. Yeah. All right, Juan. Tell the people. Tell the people. Would you? Would you watch this? Yeah, I would watch it and then remind myself that we're not young men anymore. Nah, don't men. don't tell that to Mike at a convention. Well, he's, yeah. he's <laughs> trying to have fun. Night after I uh, speak, from the morning. Speaking of which, that last episode hit me close to home because that's like what I feel is going to happen. Because you love Jim Carrey so much. Oh, Juan. <laughs> Cause that's what it feels gonna happen eventually. Like, cause, cause you know, we go to conventions yearly. And that's kind of like, like our our thing, like our get together, basically. I knit, um, I yes. think I know where you're going, and I think we yeah. we've reached the point of stagnation a long time ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't like going out and meeting new people unless like it's just people that I happen to run into at conventions and shit. But even then, I don't think I could ever see myself um, hanging out with people the way that I do with our group now currently. Yeah. It's just like, I, I just can't see myself like putting forth the effort to connect to people like that. I, I, I just, I, I've reached the point where that's just not happening. Casual I, conversation is one thing, but like going out of my way to hang out with new people, eh, eh. I was a uh, I was actually getting there for the first time in like 15 years, uh, and then the <laughs> pandemic happened, and now everybody that I met at Ushikan I'll never see again. <laughs> someday, Nitty. Yeah, someday. Someday. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna insert a shitty promotion here because actually, yeah. Mike, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a, a shitty promotion where if you would like a chance to win. A Magic the Gathering starter kit, uh, Magic the Gathering Arena starter kit that uh, I had more trouble uh, finding than I expected. 
uh, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, that way, if you win, I can message you. And just share the hashtag Western Decadence. If you could spell it, you could spell it. If you can't, oh well. But there's basically a shitty promotion for another podcast that we're starting called Table Talk. A tabletop podcast that you can find out more by looking up Table Talk. Where we're going to talk about tabletop games, board games, uh, maybe role-playing games. I'm guessing Magic. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it's going to be myself, uh, Mondo, who's been a guest on this podcast, and Frankie, who's also been a guest on this podcast. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes well. Uh, I'm doing a promotion there, too, but I only have one to give away for this podcast uh, and two to give away for that podcast. We'll see how it goes. If you don't want to uh, follow us on Twitter and tweet out the hashtag Western Dickens, you could uh, always email us to mbtpodcast.gmail.com. And uh, if you win, we'll just send you a message and we'll be like, hey, what's your address or whatever. And I'll disinfect it, uh, ship it, and we'll see how long it'll take to get there. I'll probably tell, I'll probably let you know whenever it gets shipped. And uh, yeah, that's that. Free stuff. Woo. Whoa. Painstakingly. Painstakingly sure. pressing record and... Mm. Yeah, sending you cards. Remember Whoa. to use hashtag Western, Western Decadence. Decadence. <laughs> Make it easier to find. Yeah. Alright, Mike. Tell the people that you love them. Tell them, tell them bye bye. Alright, goodbye, everybody. See you um, next time we record. Hopefully, in like a week or two. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Maybe have a special guest. Maybe not. Well, well I mean, knowing our luck. Uh, things things always happen. Things always come up. Yeah. All right. Bye bye everybody. Bye. My eyes are open wide to all the hate you throw when now I used to give for fuck of what you thought before you now. Oh my god. All of my niggas they going hard. Certified merch no go ya. My chicken free, she rolling hot. She want me to be like a porn star. She want me to up no coast guard because I'm on fire like dragons. Fuck you and all of your nonsense. Me and my team with the profits. We never taking no losses. Don't ever tell me to stop this. I thought I'd listen to Marshman. I'm moving fast, don't get caustic. I drop the bitch, I got options. Another one coming regardless. I eat the pussy, no chopsticks. Yeah. Running, my mind stay running. Running, I'm thinking about them honeys. Gunning.
I'ma make it stack till I ain't here no more She ain't with the plan and she won't be alone Cause I'm running, my mind stay running Running, I'm thinking about them honeys Gunning, they will ain't nothing Rather be the savage than the hunted Running, my mind stay running Running, I'm thinking about them honeys Gunning, the roof ain't nothing Rather be the savage than the hunter